Bad ideas and consequences lead to no more picket fences. It's Rhyme and Reason 835. Hey there, Tony here. And as a friend of mine used to say on his radio program that he had for 30 years, I think, something like that, ideas have consequences. And naturally, that statement implies both the positive and negative consequences, right? And I'm going to share an example of bad consequences for bad ideas. This is uh, taking from a post I found on social media platform where the discussion was about the cost of living. And this young guy said, and I know because of things that they posted and he's saying what he said about him and all that, and, and it'll be clear when I read this too. This young guy said, a lot of my older coworkers have huge houses that they bought decades ago while working the exact same job I'm currently doing. I was talking to one of my older co-workers, and he was asking why I work two jobs. So I told him, because my rent is $1,800. And of course, that's going to be $1,800 a month. And he was like, well, you must live in a mansion. And I said, no, just an 800-square-foot apartment. He didn't believe me at all. So I showed him on my phone what all the apartments are going for in our town. And he was like, my mortgage is half that on a four-bedroom house. He showed me pics of his house, and it was huge and pretty decent. I looked it up on Zillow, and it's worth $400,000. He bought it decades ago when it was around 100000 Me and all my coworkers talk about the housing crisis a lot, and all the older guys who have been working there for 20 to 30 years all said they bought houses in their early 20s thanks to this job. I have the same job they did, the exact same position, and will never be able to afford even a starter home. The American dream is dead, unquote. So one consequence of some bad ideas is the death of the American dream. Now, what that young guy didn't realize is the so-called American dream died even way before those older guys got their less expensive mortgages. Even before they were born, that American dream died. And that's a key word in what the older co-worker said. My mortgage is less than half that. Yeah. So even the older co-worker couldn't afford a house. He could only afford a mortgage. You get that? You see the difference? And bad ideas a long time ago made houses unaffordable in America. Generally speaking, of course you have your very wealthy who could just go and pay for a house. Or those who have worked hard and long and saved and went and paid for a house. That's about as rare as, you know, it's rare. And... Those bad ideas have just made them that unaffordable in America and around the world. Bad ideas like getting both the husband and the wife to go out into the workforce. That's a bad idea, and it led to banks and real estate companies pumping up those house prices. Because naturally, with both adults of a household working outside the home, the family, quote, could afford, unquote, a more expensive house. Well, at least the payments on it. They couldn't afford the house. They could afford the payments. 
And even way before the two-income household bad idea affected America, property taxes made sure you'd never truly be a homeowner. Never. No. I know you think that you are if you've paid off your mortgage, but you're still not the homeowner. No matter how much you believed in the American dream. If you don't believe me, then just don't pay your property taxes. And even if you have a paid-off mortgage, you're going to find out real fast who actually owns your house. And it ain't you. Now, all that being said, ultimately, you and I are always going to be renters, just like our parents were, and their parents before them, and so on and so on. Because none of us brought anything into this world, and none of us will take anything out of it. You can be sure of all that. I don't want you to get the bad idea that I think all hope is lost because nothing could be further from the truth. No. In fact, true hope shines brightly in my heart because I don't put my faith in this world or its bad ideas and its broken systems. I don't put my faith in the Constitution. I don't put my faith in Congress. I don't put my faith in the so-called Supreme Court. I don't put my faith in the executive branch whoever, you know, ghost occupies it or fool occupies it. And that's pretty much all we get now. So my faith has never been, and I can, people will tell you if they are going to be truthful, they'll, they'll let you know that they've seen this in me. My faith has never been in that so-called American dream. It has always been in the reality of the existence of the one true living, loving creator of heaven and earth, Jesus Trump's all cliches. Hey, that segues into this song called Cliché. You want the answers to all of your questions and you want the world in the palm of your hand. You want to rise up, rise up and conquer. Let all the world know just where you stand. You want to live in a fat-free environment and you want to make sure Just me, or does it all sound so cliche? 
Yeah, I wrote those lyrics, uh, let's see, 26 years ago, 27 years ago, excuse me, 27 years ago, I wrote those lyrics to Cliché and produced a um, collection of songs that I call Do Right, that also ties in with that guy I mentioned earlier who had the radio program where he ended his show each night with the words, Do Right and Risk the Consequences. And so I wrote a song that's called Do Right, and it sings about do right and risk the consequences. And uh, it talks about bad ideas that go with taxes and talks about some of the things that are going on right now at a fevered pitch. But I wrote about it way back then because it was going on way back then. We lend our money to so many nations and still we struggle to pay off our own debt. We hope for world peace and ending the hunger But will we ever do what no one has done yet? And that's 27 years ago. That's that long ago that I was writing that because that was, those were the speeches being given. We need to do this to help these nations and do this to end poverty and end hunger and bring world peace. And 27 years later, in spite of all the money that's been spent and sent to all these nations and stolen from us, not one step closer, in fact, when many steps further away from any of those seemingly noble goals. And that's this way of this world, and that's why we don't put our faith in this world. To do all this kind of thing where you believe that you're going to buy into the American dream, and you're going you're gonna to end world hunger and, and, and bring about world peace, those are all cliches 
that are not going to work for you. It's not going to happen. It has never happened in any other generation. If you want peace, you need to put your faith in the Prince of Peace, Jesus. I'm sorry if you don't like that. Actually, I'm not sorry. You're sorry if you don't like that. But I hope that you'll listen to this, and if you need to, listen to other things that I've put out here in the different episodes of the the, uh, Rhyme and Reason podcast. I talk about how much I care about my fellow human beings. I love my neighbor enough to tell them that what they're doing, if they're in rebellion against God, is not going to go well for them. They're going to have an eternity of torment. And I love them more than they love themselves because I want them to know that that's a reality. It's not just a cliche. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about this once again. As always, remember life has rhyme and reason because God made you. Here's a rhyme and-